Hey, podcast family, happy holidays, and welcome to another episode of Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And welcome to our first episode after the Christmas 2020 holiday. We're officially in the final week of 2020. How does that make you feel, Tara? It makes me feel kind of way. This time of year is always such a weird blur, right? It's like December 26th to January 1st. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what's happening. And this year, it's amplified. (laughs) And December 26th through January 1st is not only going to be a blurry period. Did you know this is also the week of Kwanzaa? You know, I I did know that Kwanzaa was after Christmas, but I didn't know it was the entire uh, week, the entire last piece. Have you heard the phrase Habarigani? I have not. Really? Something that I can teach you? I know. I this, this is always fun when I find out there's things I don't know. I like to pull up a chair. I love that you love learning. You're just <laughs> a perennial student. And so I, I love am. this opportunity to, to share with you and also to share with our listeners a little bit about the celebration of Kwanzaa. There's so much misinformation and disinformation about the Kwanzaa holiday and the tradition. And I would love to use this platform to have a conversation with you, Tara, with our listeners, and with a very special guest. You know who's joining us, don't you, T? I do. I'm very excited. I'm very nervous. <laughs> you shouldn't be nervous. Podcast family, my mother is going to be appearing on this podcast episode. And I know this is an audio blog. This holiday season has been a little challenging with the COVID restrictions of not traveling, we were not able to see my mother and stepfather who live in the Atlanta area. But our producer has made it so that we are going to be celebrating Kwanzaa with my mom, who will be joining us. And we're going to be celebrating it with Tara. So it'll be Tara's first Kwanzaa. I feel like you're coming up. I'm so excited. Yeah. So so share with me a little bit. What is it that you know about the Kwanzaa tradition and holiday? I'm familiar with the holiday. And I, I know it happens right after Christmas, and it does last a few days at least. I knew it was more than just a one day. Um, I'm pretty familiar with the symbols. Like when I see the symbols for it and the colors for it, I know what the celebration is for. And that's about it. I've never gotten like a full lesson on the history of it, but I'm, I'm familiar with it. I have friends that celebrate it, and, and I typically know when I see it what it's, what it's about. Growing up in an African-American household with a mother who was firmly, firmly of the belief that me and my brothers and and our extended family needed to be aware of the positive achievements of Black Americans. We grew up celebrating Kwanzaa, so it was always a part of, of who I was and who I am. And it makes me pause a little bit, and it kind of makes me question what has happened, because a lot of people don't know what Kwanzaa is. And so we're just going to take a few minutes to share a little bit about the celebration of life that is Kwanzaa, a little bit about what the principles are, and then maybe give some guidance and some tips on how people can explain what the holiday is to their children. Because I think that's what this all comes down to, right, T? Yeah, I'm really grateful. I had teachers and friends growing up that, I mean, talked about it in abstract. Like I said, I didn't get a full-blown lesson, but I was familiar enough to, you know, recognize it. And I would love to be able to better explain it to Gage. Well, great. So let's dive in a little bit. Now, my mother, who will be appearing later, I'm sure she's going to correct most of the things I say, but I hope that she's proud of some of the things that I remember and the things that we share with my son, Roman. She'll be your check. We'll have her do the backup check. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not give her too much. (laughs) 
<laughs> room. <laughs> give give some people an inch, they'll take a mile. No, here it is. The first misconception about Kwanzaa is that it's an African holiday. Kwanzaa actually is an African-American tradition that was started in the mid-1960s by a professor from the California State University of Long Beach. Dr. Karenga started Kwanzaa as a way of celebrating Black culture and the positive contributions and achievements of Black Americans to the world, and not just the negative stigma of race. You know, the 1960s, it was a time of racial and civil unrest, kind of like 2020 has been, you know? Yeah. And so I think that this is an appropriate time to revisit the reason why Kwanzaa was started so we can continue the tradition with our kids. So Kwanzaa celebrates family, it celebrates community and culture and heritage. And it is a way to bring African-American people together as a community so that we can reconnect with the African roots and, and heritage. A misconception about Kwanzaa is that it's a religious holiday. And we spoke about this a little bit on last week's episode. Some people think that if um, a Black American celebrates Kwanzaa, they don't celebrate Christmas. Right Now, that is a huge misconception because Christmas, as we know, is a Christian holiday, which celebrates the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Kwanzaa is a cultural celebration. It celebrates the achievements and recognizes the heritage of African Americans. And so people can celebrate Christmas and can also celebrate Kwanzaa. Does that make sense, Tara? It does make sense. Absolutely. So and you said Kwanzaa starts on December 26th. So they would wrap up Christmas and then they would begin their Kwanzaa celebrations. Absolutely. Okay. So on December 26th, it starts a week-long celebration, and it includes songs and dances and family gatherings, storytelling, poetry readings, and it culminates with a really large feast on December 31st. So let's start with the beginning. Okay. How do you recognize or how do you celebrate and how do you greet someone? We know we say Merry Christmas to people. For Kwanzaa, we say Joyous Kwanzaa. So if you were reaching out to someone who celebrates, you say Joyous Kwanzaa. Cool? I appreciate that. I like that. I always wonder how to say, I always want to make sure I get people's holiday greetings right. So that's, I appreciate that. I like that. I'm going to take that around. Okay. So when someone says Joyous Kwanzaa, the response is going to be governed by the daily principle. Kwanzaa, during the seven-day celebration, each day there's a guiding principle that we try to celebrate and focus our attention on, which will help to govern conversations and and, and guidance. And the principle of that day is going to kind of help, especially when we share the traditions with our kids, explain what that's going to be. So we're going to go through what the seven principles are, and then some of the other customs that go along with Kwanzaa. Oh my goodness, Tara. Yes. I didn't even say what Kwanzaa means. Oh, (laughs) right. I didn't get that part yet. So, So Kwanzaa, is a Swahili word, and it means first fruits. Okay, so can I ask a, a question? Yeah, of course. So you said this was an African-American holiday started here, but it does seem like it uses a lot of African words, Swahili words. So was it started here, but kind of based in old African customs? That's a really good question. I'm going to defer that a little bit to my mom. Okay. It's my understanding that, yeah, what what the celebrants do is we try to celebrate African history and African American history. Okay. You know that growing up in schools, I know in my schools, we were kind of taught that the enslaved Africans came over, there was Harriet Tubman, there was Frederick Douglass, and then there was Martin Luther King, right? I mean, it's <laughs> right, it, right. so there wasn't a lot of understanding or celebration of the contributions of African American people. 
And that's what this celebration is supposed to do. It's supposed to start to shine a light on some of the contributions of African-Americans, the inventors, the painters, the scientists, and the rich cultural history that we had on the continent of Africa before Africans were enslaved and brought over to the Americas and the colonies. Does that make sense? That, that, that makes sense. Okay. So a lot of the words and the traditions do come from Swahili. So we can go into that a little bit. And of course, my pronunciation is going to be really, really off. Did you know that people think my name Kanji is a Swahili word? <laughs> so I thought it was an African name <laughs> when I first met you. You corrected me and explained that was not the case, but I did think it was an African name. It's so funny because what people think of like, oh, country, are you, you know, you from what, what country in Africa? I was like, I'm from California. <laughs> <laughs> People ask me, they say, kanji, is that a Swahili word? Is African? I say, kanji is a made-up name. My parents <laughs> were named Kathy and Jim from Nashville and Mississippi. And they combined their names. They got kanji. But growing up- I love it so much. <laughs> people thought it was Swahili. And I said, the only Swahili words I know are the Swahili words that I've learned from celebrating Kwanzaa. Right. Yeah. So the celebration of Kwanzaa, again, you say someone says, have a joyous Kwanzaa. And then Habargani, that is the daily greeting. Habargani means like, what's the news? What's going on? And so if there is a celebrant, you say to them, Habargani, and their response is going to be whatever the daily principle is. And so going through the seven daily principles, each one has a guiding message that we would like to talk about. On day one, December 26th, that is the day that we celebrate umoja, which means unity. And that's where we talk about maintaining unity as a family, community, and as a people. It's important to talk about unity for Black Americans or African Americans because families were ripped apart during slavery, during the Jim Crow era. And so it's important to maintain unity to understand how important family is, is the basis of everything that we do. So how would you maybe explain that to to Gage and 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 other other kids, Tara? Wow. Um I mean, I guess for me when I talk about unity, I don't know if I can say it any better than what you've already said, you know that amongst your friends, amongst your family, we all have to sort of behave and make choices keeping the collective in mind, right? Not just for ourselves, but for all of us as a unit, as a group. Right. And I know that probably in the back of your mind, you were singing the Queen Latifah song, you and I, T.Y. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I'm on the motorcycle right now. You have no idea. Can I hear an amen? I, I do. I know you. I know you do. <laughs> the second day of Kwanzaa, the celebration, the principle, is Kujichagalia, which is probably my favorite word of all time. And that means self-determination. And what that principle is, is it's just, it is a celebration of that. To define ourselves, we, we need to create for ourselves, we need to speak for ourselves, instead of being defined, named, created for, and spoken for by others. And it's such an important principle, because I know a lot of times people struggle with language, with words, you know. We had a conversation off mic earlier, Tara, about the language we use. You know, do you call people Black Americans or African Americans? And, right. you know, what do you tend to do? What, what side do you, you fall on? I, I come from the African-American camp. I think that's just because growing up, that was the accepted term to use. And I know it's changed a lot in the last few years. Yeah. And I think it changed, you know, um, even before then. Someone said to me with our nonprofit, they said, well, I don't know if I call uh, call you people. She said you people. She said, I don't know if I call you people <laughs> colored 
African-American or black? And I said, ma'am, why would you say colored? And she said, well, isn't the NAACP the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People? And she's like, in growing up, that's what I called black people. Mm. And so it struck me that a lot of times we make judgments or we make really crass rush to judgment decisions about people, right? Right. Without taking the time to understand, like, well, why would you ask that? Or what makes you think that that's appropriate? And asking it without judgment and without um, any sort of anger, right? Right. And so having that recognition that this is someone who grew up hearing that word in her house, and that's what she thought that Black people were going to be called. And I said, oh, no, no, we we don't use the term colored anymore. That was yeah, in the yeah, 19, yeah. 1940s, no 1950s. appropriate. Yeah. And I, and I say that I prefer to be called Black American, but there are lots of people that use the term African American. And it's not a monolith. We're not a one person. I don't speak for all people. And I said that I think it's really interesting if we start having these conversations to start asking people, like, how do they identify? How do we self-identify? And that's how you know what name to call someone, how to name someone. And it, we were talking about the book Cast by Isabel Wilkerson, and I was listening to an interview with her. And she was speaking about a conversation she had with an African um, individual who said, in Africa, we don't have black people. <laughs> you know, and yeah. that's purely yeah. a European term. And she's like, I had never even heard the term black person until I went to Europe. Yeah, And I thought about that. I said, that's really true. You know, but you have people that are Black Americans that aren't necessarily African Americans. Mm -hmm. And you also have African Americans who may just be Black because they're not from the United States of America. Does that make sense too? Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So that's a little bit about naming. Kujichagalia, self-determination. The third daily principle is Ujima. Ujima means collective work and responsibility. And it's about maintaining and building our community and solving problems together. And we can kind of see how this principle guides along with um, Umoja, the first daily principle of unity. The fourth principle, Ujama, is cooperative economics. And that's kind of building and maintaining our own businesses and supporting Black-owned businesses, you know? So one of the things that we do on that fourth day is try to support Black-owned businesses with our dollars and making sure that we... Um, get into positions where we know what the Black-owned bookstores are, where the Black-owned restaurants are, and try to support those in keeping our dollars and our money within our community. And that's something that a lot of people have done a lot in 2020, you know? Right. Yeah, I've, I've, even, I've tried to do that quite a bit, especially in this holiday season. On the fifth day, we celebrate Nia. And Nia is the word for purpose. And that's about understanding what our purposes in this world. And it's a really good day to have conversations with kids and teenagers to explain to them and to ask them what they think their purpose is in this life. And it's a way of just developing community in order to kind of restore a sense of order and a sense of balance when otherwise it may be lost. That's, um, that's a heavy principle for the fifth day I mean, I'm listening up to the last few we've talked about, you know, we've talked a little bit about the cooperative economics and we've talked about the other one, the collective collective work and responsibility. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Collective work and responsibility. And then coming into purpose and having conversations like that with your kids. And I'm just thinking about how um, deliberate the principles are and what a wonderful section of things to focus on and be discussing with your family, especially ending the year, you know, and looking forward to a new year, kind of setting some 
um, intention as part of the celebration. I love that. Yeah, I think that what what's so important to me, Tara, is that during the celebration, you do have the guiding principles every day. And it helps to, if you aren't even able to get together with your family, it helps to kind of give you principles and give you conversation starters, right? Right. You know, so each day, especially with kids or young adults, you can say, well, today is Nia, which means purpose. What do you think is your purpose today? And I love the way that we can think about it, even on a global scale, right? And we start to bring other communities and bring people into the conversation. And so then on day six, after we've discussed people's purpose, on day six, we talk about creativity. And the Swahili word is kuumba. And that's just finding new inventive ways to, to leave our communities more beautiful and to kind of work within our community and how to foster the creative spirit amongst ourselves and individuals and and, and our children. And so this year, one of the things that Roman asked for for Christmas was a sketchbook because he loves to freehand sketch, animate art. And so my plan on day six, which would be December 30th, creativity would be just to sit down with him and have him start to draw figures. And, and, and have him express his creativity, especially on that day. And that's why that means so much to me, Tara. Do you do like a, a gift each day related to the theme for the day or the principle for the day? Ooh, that's a very good point. And after we finish day seven, we're going to talk about the actual celebration. Okay, okay. Oh, I love it. All right. Okay. Look at I'm you. I'm thinking ahead. You're thinking ahead and just teasing all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> we've reached the seventh principle, which is Imani. And Imani means faith. Faith is the belief in in God and in family and heritage, leaders and traditions that we will just leave the world a better place than where we found it. There was a 2008 documentary, 2008, 2009 documentary on Kwanzaa, and it was narrated by uh, Dr. Maya Angelou. And you know how much I love me some Dr. Maya Angelou. I know. I'm with you. And and, And that was entitled The Black Candle. And in that documentary, Dr. Angelou stated that, you know, the first principle of Umoja brings us together and it harnesses our strengths. And the last principle of Imani, it inspires us to sustain our togetherness. And so we have faith in ourselves and our creator and our mothers and fathers and our grandmothers and grandfathers and our elders and in the future, knowing that we are more than keepers of our brothers and sisters. We are our brothers and sisters. And so I think that that statement, it's, it just explains a lot about what each principle means, you know, and, and, and so on a global scale, even though Kwanzaa is a celebration of African-American culture mm-hmm. and heritage, right. I think that we do our kids a disservice by not explaining it to them so that they can be a part of the celebration in general. Do, do you agree? No, I a hundred percent agree. The whole time you were speaking and, and going through each principle, I mean, I'm I'm really digesting just how powerful each of those is, and I mean, how I could be incorporating some of those same guiding principles just with my son, with myself. Like, I, I want to can I come have Kwanzaa with your family this year because I need a lot of that in my life. That's that is really powerful celebration. Absolutely. We will be celebrating and having a celebratory event every single night. And you know, you guys are all welcome. And I think that when we talk about like what happens with our kids, like why our kids don't know what Kwanzaa is, why why a lot of white Americans don't know what Kwanzaa is, mm-hmm. it's that historically it's not something that's been talked about um, for the last 30 or 40 years. It's not talked about in the school system. Our teachers don't really know how to talk about it. But 
I think we do our kids a disservice by not learning what other cultures are celebrating and how to even just have like a baseline conversation with them about it. And that's why I'm glad that you and I are having this conversation now to listen to, because it's when our kids ask like, well, what is Kwanzaa? I've heard about this, or I saw this video. What is it? We as parents should know how to respond to that and, and how to give them honest answers. And if we as parents get in a position where we say like, well, I don't know, or it's not important, or that's only for black people. Right. <laughs> we start to create God, a division, yeah. you know, and, and I've, I've known people that have said that, like, oh, that's, that's only for black people or, oh, I don't know what it is. Well, Google it. Like, you know, <laughs> we, we, we can't be lazy when it comes to celebrating our differences. We owe it to our kids and we owe it to our neighbors, our brothers and sisters to be willing to learn a little bit. It's like, you know, I don't know what that is, but I would love it if you take the time to teach me or to show me so I can respect right. our differences. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, when we talked about that last week a little bit, you know, about happy holidays versus Merry Christmas or even being specific with people for happy Hanukkah. And now I've got joyous Kwanzaa that I know how to say. And yeah. it doesn't take much to just... I, You don't have to know the full-blown history and every single principle, but have a general idea of who celebrates, when they celebrate, you know, what that celebration might look like. I I will say I knew about Kwanzaa, like I said, maybe like fourth and fifth grade, it was on my radar, but I don't think it was a mainstream holiday until maybe the mid-90s. And you're saying it's been around since the mid-60s, but I vaguely remember maybe President Clinton bringing it into the fold as a holiday. And I remember it was a big deal when holiday cards started being made for it. And that was that was well into the 90s when that happened. So, you know, I wish people would take more time to kind of delve in and, and be more aware of how people are celebrating their families and celebrating their holidays. Right. And, I, and all it does take is a conversation with someone who may celebrate it. Right. It might just take a Google search or it might just take listening to something like this podcast. That's right. And you asked a little bit earlier about like, well, what does this mean or what does it look like? And it looks like it's really, it's really fun. <laughs> you know, it we sounds have, really fun. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so we talked a little bit about like what Kwanzaa is with the seven principles, which collectively are called Nguzo Saba. Mm-hmm. My mom is going to probably tear me to bits with my pronunciation. <laughs> but every night you have a candle lighting ceremony and the candle lighting ceremony with my mom is going to do with us telephonically when she comes in. The candle lighting ceremony, it's usually led by the elder. And since you and I are much too young to be considered elders, Tara, that's why we're bringing my mama in. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, and you have a whole setup. And again, people can Google it or we should probably take a picture of my setup and we'll put it on our social media pages. But you have at the centerpiece, a canara. And the canar is also known as a candle holder. And the candle holder has seven candles. You have a black candle in the center, three red candles on one side, and three green candles on the other side. And so on the first evening during the candle lighting ceremony, the black candle at the center of the holder is lit. And that represents all people of African descent. And then the remaining days you alternate lighting between the red candles, which are gonna be on the left, and that represents the blood of our ancestors and the green candles on the right. And that stands for earth, life, and the promise of the future. Mm. So there is a tradition and there is that ceremony. And then you are able to have um, gifts for kids. The gifts are called Zawadi. Okay. And then you have um, the mat, which 
you lay underneath your canara, which is the candle holder, and then you have um, the corn and the pumpkins and the fruit and all of that good stuff, which is so great. That's why I miss it most about spending Kwanzaa with my mom is she has the best candle lighting ceremony. So we're going to pull it together. Uh-huh. And we have a unity cup, which can be filled with juice or, or wine. And it's supposed to be Snoop Dogg wine. Yeah. And it's supposed to be poured into the earth in remembrance of our family's ancestors. Wow. And so when we talk about celebrating and honoring our ancestors, our ancestors and our elders, there's no better time than at Kwanzaa time for people of African descent. And as we celebrate and honor our elders, I would love to bring my mother in to talk a little bit about why Kwanzaa is so important to her and to lead us in our candle lighting ceremony. And Tara, your very first Kwanzaa ceremony. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited to welcome to the show my mother, Dr. Kathy Matthews. Mom? Hello, Kanji. Habarigani. Hotep. We didn't even talk, <laughs> we, we didn't talk about Hotep though, Tara, because we're going to get into that. But for this first day of Kwanzaa. If you were listening from the future, it will not be the first day of Kwanzaa. But the response is when my mom says Habaragani Tara, what's the response? Hotep. Or on the first day, Umoja. Umoja. That's right. Umoja. Umoja, mom, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you so very much. You know, I really would like to correct you on a few things, but I'm going to let that go because of the season. (laughs) Oh, no. Go ahead. Have your fun. I do have a piece of history, though, uh, only because we were celebrating Kwanzaa here in Atlanta with Osita Anameka, a Nigerian. And when I was explaining to him what my Hindi represented and the three children, and you weren't here. And I said, this is Kanji. And he says, oh, Kanji. And he told me that Kanji is a very powerful dam responsible for the electric in Nigeria. Oh, look at that. I know, small world. I'm global. But we spell it with two A's. <laughs> yes. So, but you did not know that when I was conceived or born. <laughs> no, I did not know that. I just knew that there was a Mandika tribe that said the one who came from two. And I said, that would work. We didn't have to know. We just felt that it was right. Yeah. Making and the connection. Making the connection, which is what we're so glad about. And thank you, mommy, for spending some time with us to Um, lead us in a candle lighting ceremony. We have some listeners that have never celebrated Kwanzaa and don't really know what it is. And I've shared that you are a child um, who was born um, during the civil rights movement in the South. And what touches me this year, mom and Tara, is that Roman, my son, is the same age my mom was when the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed. Mm. So I think of my son and how he is now. Mm -hmm. And that he would have been a child of segregation if he was born the same year as my mom. Yeah. And mom, I just wanted to kind of really briefly talk with you about how growing up in the segregated South instilled in you the importance of making sure that that we maintain our understanding of of African-American culture and our heritage and our history. If you wouldn't mind, please sharing that with our, our listeners really quickly. Well, I know that you know that it's important for me uh, when I would drive you all all the way across country to connect with family. We were in California and family is what Kwanzaa is about, not just immediate family, but the extended family, community, and understanding the importance of our cultural heritage, who we are and where we have come from. And so we pour libations 
on the ceremonies for Kwanzaa and we light the candles each night, but each night we also remember who we are and from where we have come. So would you like to start? Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, I will assume that the elders have already given us permission to proceed. And we're going to first give honor and thanks for our creator. And oh, I'm sorry, we're supposed to be teaching at the same time. So I will say who we are honoring. And if you agree, and if so, you would say Ashe. You got that, Tara? I do. I'm ready. All right. I'm pouring libation. I have the Kikome Sha Umoja, which is the unity cup. And I'm going to pour water into the plant. After each libation statement. So, first, we're going to give honor to the creator of all things. Ashe. 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 We're going to give honor to those who have come before us, those who helped to build this world. And I will just list some of them for you. When we're in our family grouping, it's an opportunity for us to also let the little ones say what they have learned and who they have studied in school. And they get very excited about it, don't they, Kanja? They really do. Oh, I love that. We're going to give honor to the African lineage and the ancient ones, but those who helped to build this world. And that would be people like Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Frederick Douglass, Matt Turner. We'll say Ashe. 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 Then we also want to give honor to those who helped to build this country continued in reconstruction and we'll see how many people would remember to call out the names of W.B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, and Marcus Garvey and we would say Ashe. 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 Then I would ask for those who helped to continue the dream during the Harlem Renaissance perhaps and we would talk about those who created songs, poems, and plays, Langston Hughes, County Cullen, Claude McKay, course Zora Neale Hurston and we would pour in honor Ashe. 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 Then we've come to our contemporary heroes and sheroes and this is where you'll hear more people in the room talking about again the Martin Luther Kings, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Elijah Muhammad and we'll pour Ashe. 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 Then family members who have gone on who gave meaning and definition to our own being. So let's remember those in our family who have left us, who have gone to join the ancestors. So call out a name and I will pour the libation for you. John Matthews Sr. Ashe. Ashe. Leslie Toland. Ashe. 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 Nellie Larkins. Ashe. Kanji, you have another one? Lonel Ja Farah Matthews. Ashe. Ashe. Tara? Virginia Rogers? Ashe. Ashe. And my sister, who was the queen of Kwanzaa, Daima Matthews. Ashe. Ashe. And when we are done with our libations, we also want to remember that we are going to recognize those who are yet to come into our being, into our family circle. So we come full circle when we think about our roots, our heritage, and the perseverance of what it is meant to be black and strong in the struggle. Ashe. Ashe. And from there, we would begin to light the candles. 
on the first night we would like the candle for Umoja. On the second night we would like the candle for Kuji Chakulia. On the third night we would like the candle for Ujima. On the fourth night Ujama. On the fifth night Nia. On the sixth night Koumba. And on the seventh night Imani, the faith to do all things. And at the end of each of our ceremonies, we would gather together. We will raise our fists and we will say, we all pull together. And the word is Harambe. Do you remember that, Kanji? Yes, Harambe. <laughs> no Harambe. 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 And on the last one, the last Harambe, we're going to hold it and then we're going to throw it out into the universe. Ready? Number one, let's go. Harambe. 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 Last one. Harambe. Bay. You got some good breath control, Tara. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be ready to sing, read a poem. And celebrate. That's, That's amazing. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much, Dr. Matthews. That was amazing. You're welcome. You're welcome. Asante Ghana. We will be having our Kwanzaa celebrations over Zoom this year. And, and it looks different. And again, there's so much that people don't understand or, or don't realize that people are celebrating um, with the Kwanzaa tradition. And, and a lot of it's just because people don't know, you know? Well, not every Black family celebrates Kwanzaa. So we don't want Tara or anyone else to say, Choy is Kwanzaa, and be looked at. Assume that. No, I understand that. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Is there a delineation, Dr. Matthews? Like, is it traditionally Southern? Is it traditionally West Coast? I mean, how no. how was it spread through? It just depends. Okay. On their orientation. Well, well, thank you, Mom, for, for sharing with us uh, a celebration. Thank you for, for giving me hope and thank you for giving me life <laughs> and all of the, the number one thank you <laughs> yeah thank you for having me Kanji. real proud of you no we're proud of you I'm, I'm proud of you and i love you it was so nice to meet you dr matthews and when laurel hears this she will say mm, very similar to hanukkah yes i'm glad that you brought that up yes there are some similarities to the jewish tradition of hanukkah and that's also a great conversation to have with people um, as we recognize um, some of the similarities and having this conversation we share like well, well what is Hanukkah about we'll share with us about the eight nights of Hanukkah yes and we can absolutely do that but Aunt Laurel's not going to come on anytime soon no <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you for that mom I appreciate it we're going to go ahead thank you for having me thank you for being a part of our episode and, and for making my life so much better thank you Tara Yes. You know that my mom referenced at the very end of the conversation, Laurel. Yes. Laurel is one of my mom's dearest friends. But here's a fun fact about my mom. I grew up in Northern California. My mother did not have a white friend until... <laughs> no, no, listen to me, please. I'm listening. <laughs> my mom didn't have a white friend until the mid to late 1980s. So growing up, I attended predominantly white schools 
But on the weekends or whenever I was home with my family, it was all black people, you know, and my mom, her very first white friend was my aunt Laurel, who was of the Jewish faith. And her coming into my mom's life, it just opened up a lot of doors. And then from there, I went and worked at a Jewish community center. And it just starts to open up your life a lot about some of the culture. And in the future, in January, we're going to have a conversation about cross-cultural and cross-racial friendships. Right. Um, and I'm super excited about that episode that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I know. I'm excited about that, too. I mean, just, you know, we already, I mean, obviously, you and I have the cross-cultural friendship conversation on lock, but I, I'm excited to, you know, dig into that with some other people as well and talk about how that's, you know, enriched people's lives and, and what it means to, you know, really surround yourself with people who look different than you and and live, you know, different trajectories and different traditions. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. We love having you. As usual, you can hear us on any listening platform. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, Google, Amazon. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. We have so much planned for you in the upcoming year, and we can't wait to have you along for that. As always, please rate and review. We love reading those, and we enjoy hearing from you. And so as we wrap up this edition of Motherhood in Black and White, as we wrap up this celebration of Kwanzaa and understanding a little bit more about this tradition and what it means to some African-Americans, we hope that you can explain or share with your kids if you need to. And we hope that you can join us for a celebration and maybe you can join me and Tara for her second Kwanzaa celebration next year at my house. Yeah, that's right. Looking forward to it. We might have to make it like a contest. <laughs> it will invite people. You can, you too can join us for Kwanzaa. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's, we're assuming we'll be out of the house. That's by, true. That's by true. December 26, 2021. <laughs> and so as we end this episode, we will end it with this. Habaragani, Tara. I'm going to respond with Nia. I think that's my favorite. Ooh, yes. The fifth day of Kwanzaa celebrating purpose. I love it. Mm -hmm. And just remember, as we sign off the words of Dr. Maya Angelou, we are our brothers and sisters. So let's celebrate with each other and let's celebrate one another. Be good to one another. Guard your health, mental, physical, and spiritual. And take good care. We'll see you next week. Podcast family. So with that being said, Habargani, Tara. Habargani. <laughs> I don't know which one to use for today. That's great. Use which one do you want to use? I love this. This is teaching and learning. Um Okay, you let's try it again. Say it to me again. Okay. And as we wrap up 2020, how insane is this? Finally, the very end. Have a happy new year. Have a safe and wonderful new year. Tara, do you want to wish our listeners into 2021? Absolutely. Guys, we did it. 2020 is wrapping up. We're saying goodbye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year all. And that's a wrap. Dr. Matthews, can I ask you one more question? Do you mind? Oh, no, 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 please do. Um, so number one, the reason I got paused for a minute earlier when you were speaking, I mean, it really was so moving. Um, and you were talking about for each ancestor you honor, people would name people. So does everybody come to the ceremony with like someone to put into, into the conversation? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I love That's that. 
Yeah, let me go around a few you times. A few times. And then you also go around with like modern heroes and the kids. No, that's yeah, what yeah, I was. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the people who passed away, I understood, but I was curious about when you were talking about W.E.B. Du Bois and Sewardner Truth, like, does everybody just come to the table with somebody to talk about? Mm-hmm. Roman might come out with Chad Bozeman. You mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, yes. new, newer yes. people. I love yeah. that. Newer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, pe- yes. And then you could say, like, people we lost in 2020, and then go okay. around the yes. table then. It can be a, a long ceremony. Yeah. I, I was thinking that, but I love it. I think it's so nice. No, oh, we break them up. We have some every night, remember? But when people get a little upset you took the one i was gonna say that mm-hmm. <laughs> all the, the time the kids yes especially you got you, oh no you think, <laughs> so teva do you have any tev do you have any questions about the kwans that we did not answer or any thoughts you have no honestly i was just very grateful to learn and embarrassed that i hadn't before the amount i could have learned from a simple google is a little embarrassing to be honest well, well let's just say that america's just coming around to juneteenth so <laughs> oh definitely definitely <laughs> but kanji i was muted and my and joey had told me to put my phone on airplane mode so i couldn't even send a text but i was trying to tell you that kwanzaa ends on new year's day and that's Imani. Keep the faith. Going into 2021, we need faith. Yes, okay. Ma'am. That sounds like a, a Instagram post, Tara. Teva. I feel like, yes, yeah. for sure. When we do the seventh day. Keep the keep faith. faith. Yes. Yeah. You might throw it in the after show. Oh, yeah. You know he's still recording. He records everything. Oh, no. <laughs> little, yeah, he does little um, tidbits at the end. If you stay longer, you can hear us chit chat after the fact. That's why Teva's being real quiet now. She's like, I know. <laughs> She's like, fool I'm me. I'm always trying. I'm trying to get on the bloopers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Teva and her noise. Get in the closet, Teva. We told you, get in the closet. Tara's in the closet. I laughed yeah. so hard when I heard that. So you're like, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So sorry, I was so nervous. I I was, you know, I still get nervous around him. You know what? That was the most nervous I saw Kanji since we Is it because I was on? Yes. Oh. Aww. Kanji, do you think it would have been easier if I'd been there? Yes. So I blame yes. you. I'm sorry. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. I'm yes. So you needed to have been there. No. And then I kept I'm looking sorry. at you. I look. I, look. I know. <laughs> Twice I didn't catch it. I'm like, is she drinking water? No, nope. nope. looking at me. I'm just nope. looking across the room at your microphone I'm stand. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you did really well explaining Kwanzaa. Thanks. I was just really nervous because of my mom. Because your mom was listening. <laughs> Listen, I'm almost 50 years old. I'm still terrified of my mama. <laughs> I wouldn't tell anybody that. Why? Everyone I'm terrified. Wait, Joey's scared of her too. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't say things like that. It's true. <laughs> she just didn't want to mess it up with you listening. I didn't say that, Tara. <laughs> oh, my bad. No, she's really terrified. <laughs> terrified, terrified. I know. Okay, so we, Joey said he might try to release it on Saturday because Saturday is the first day, but we don't know what his workload's going to look I like. I really want to make it happen. Yeah, okay. so true story. Okay, this is the last thing. Teva, I hope you listen to this. So the first time Joey saw my mom, he's like, those are some beautiful drapes she's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he did not. Can't you tell so many? No, he did. Don't believe her. No, he did, Joey. No, he was like, your mother is wearing drapes. Like, that's from that boomerang movie. Bam, coordinate. Bam, coordinate. Teva, wait, here it is. Teva, have you seen Boomerang? Oh, Kanji, don't put me in this situation. You You better say yes. 
How dare you? <laughs> Boomerang's on Netflix. Go, I know, go no watch excuse. it. Maybe I'll get my family to watch it. Is it like a family type no. movie? No, no, ma'am. No, no, no ma'am. Then, no. I, then I won't. <laughs> oh no, definitely not family. All right, we gotta get. We got. We gotta go. Parent our children. All right. Bye, guys. I'll miss you. Miss you, too. Happy holidays. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Bye, guys. Love you, guys. I'll see you soon, Tara. Love you, ladies. Okay, bye-bye. Love you, too.